Hi, my name is Jason Adriani, and welcome to the Blading Chats, your skating chat based. In this podcast, we are talking with bladers and bladies from all over the world, united by a single passion, blading. Episode 2, Kevin Brickman. So, Kevin Brickman is... Um, I'm just going to make, uh, make you guys a little introduction of, uh, of Kevin. He's uh, one of the most uh, productive filmmakers from, uh, from Holland. He currently lives in, in Amsterdam, but he usually go back and forth from Paris to Amsterdam because his girlfriend is from there. And uh, so, yeah, that's him. There you are. Yes, I see you, Kevin. So, yeah, uh, I was making like a little introduction about you, saying that like you are doing um, back and forth from Amsterdam to Paris because your girl is from there. So, yeah, uh, let's wait a couple of minutes to wait um, all the other people. See if you guys are gonna get any question, just text here, comment here, and uh, we are gonna ask your question to Kevin about it. So yeah, Kevin is is also one of the oldest uh, in terms of like a year uh, straight edge in the blading community. Probably is one of the very few, and uh, he's been uh, doing it since 1994. He says, and uh, yeah. So let's see if. We are able to connect with him. Kevin, you here? Still waiting. Let's see if. Yes, sir. What's up? Grazie, Kevin. How are you doing? Chilling, man. Great, great. How's the weather? How's the weather right now? The weather is okay. Let me see. I can probably flip this around. And here we go. Oh, wow. The weather is okay. It's a little bit chilly today outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. The last couple of days, it's been a really nice weather here. Dude, I, I've seen it. We got over here. <laughs> Woohoo! You are knowing Elliot. Elliot. Sleeping potato. For <laughs> people that have been to my house, they know that this is the little sock monster. <laughs> be careful when you enter my house. Exactly. Yeah. Just be careful. Never left anything on the ground. No, he will take all your socks and bite holes in it. And your food, you will get out of your bag and everything. Exactly, exactly. So, tell me, what is going on right now in uh, in Holland within uh, all of this COVID nineteen nineteen thing? And like, if you guys are having like lockdown as we are, or you guys are still able to go around and uh, because from what I've seen on your stories, you are able to still ride in your bike and go around and skate. So I don't watch too much news, don't read mm -hmm. newspapers, don't watch news. Uh, but of course, with a, a big uh, event incident like this, it's hard to not know anything about it. Um, so of course, I know stuff about it, not too much. Um, we don't have a full lockdown. Uh, okay. You are allowed to go outside and everything, but they advise everybody to stay inside to work from home if possible. Mm -hmm. I've been hearing a couple things from other people that they are thinking about doing a full shutdown, but I don't know if that is 
going on because like i mm -hmm. said i don't news uh because people are i i go outside too i'm i have adhd i cannot sit too much uh i got some stuff to finish filming wise so i'll stay inside as much as possible try to avoid as much mm -hmm. people as possible but sometimes you need to just go uh also walking the dogs go outside or film some last kind of clips for your edit um but apparently there are people that are just sitting in uh, for example if you have kids, you go to the playground with your kids. If you do that by yourself, you should be fine. But a friend of mine from Eindhoven said that he saw like 30 people in the playground. Wow, oh, man. That's not normal. So he was telling me yesterday, he was like, because of those kind of people, I won't be surprised if this weekend they will say, okay, fuck it, we're gonna do it like Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, France, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the whole of France, or is it is it everywhere in France? Be the lockdown like in Paris? Okay, so everywhere in France, you cannot go outside if you are not going to go do groceries, or okay. some, uh, uh, your elderly uh, parents or something to bring them mm -hmm. groceries, uh, or you have to go to work. You need to have a piece of paper that says, I, I guess it's probably the same as in Italy. You can only yeah go yeah you are officially going outside. So yeah, now the Netherlands is still. Kind of easy. Trains are still running. Apparently, from this weekend, they're going to do less trains. Okay. The last week, it's been the same. But it's been really quiet and calm outside because kind of everybody is uh, staying inside. True, true. Yeah. It's the same thing happened here. Like, uh, it happened here, like, uh, I don't know. I can't remember right now, actually, because it has been, like, so many days here at home. So, yeah. probably, like, uh, I would say 12, 13 days ago where like the government says, okay, from this day, nobody is allowed to go outside, no yeah. more parks open. Uh, the only thing and places where you are able to go are grocery or uh, pharmacy and that's pretty much it. But the people from the last, I don't know, uh, 10 days, they were like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we are going out and we are trying to stay, to stay away from the other people, but we are still going out. And yeah. like yesterday, there were like more than 400 people died. That and uh, it was like the second day in a row, like the day before yesterday, again, still. So it's, it, is, it has been pretty rough here in Lombardy, especially because in the other region, it's, I wouldn't say okay, because it's not okay, but like uh, it's chiller than, yeah, than yeah. here. Yeah. He's in Italy. How is it to be in, in, a, in a lockdown? Because I, for example, I'm already bored. You know, also because yeah. ADHD, I need to do stuff. I'm already mm -hmm. like sitting inside, like, oh, I'll just go walk the dogs for an hour. Or, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so I can just, I cannot imagine how you are doing over there, man. Because, yeah, you're in Italy, you're in the, in the fucking country right now, uh, in the news everywhere. So, yeah, I mean, the, the news are, are like, like I was saying yesterday to Niels, I was the very first one who was like underestimating the thing because I was like, yeah, fuck it, it's a hoax, uh, it's easy, uh, it's, yeah. it's just a flu and uh, we are going to be good in a week. But then like all of a sudden for like night today, it pops out like uh, 100 yeah. people infected down there, 200 everybody, right here. Everybody was doing that. I think everybody was kind of underestimating it. Uh, we were skating last Saturday during the day mm -hmm. and I see everybody and I walk up to them and I do my elbow instead of a hand. Yeah. And everyone's kind of like, hey, what are you doing? And in the tattoo business, my girlfriend is a tattoo artist. It's more normal that you do an elbow because they're like having gloves on the tattooing people. If you see a friend in the shop, you give an elbow. 
I'm more used to it. And then we're kind of like, hey, what are you doing? At the end of the day, everybody did it. But okay. they, they still went to, to a bar after the session. They were like, hey, you want to join? I was like, no, I'll just go home, walk my dogs. I'm not going to go in a bar. And I bike with them to the bar because it was on my way back to the house anyway. And I see people sitting inside. This is Saturday, so it was a, a week ago uh, before kind of everything really popped off here. Okay. And I see people sitting in the bar, like 10 people. And we were with a group of six, seven people also. And I was like, I'm not going outside, you know, like knew a little bit about the whole virus. Mm -hmm. like, it's not just, I'm not gonna, I'm still gonna go skate and see your friends, but I'm not gonna, how do you say, search for crowded places, you know? Okay, okay. The weekend, I think there was so much news about it that everything got closed down. Uh, they closed the coffee shops for like, nope. <laughs> it was really, I don't know if you follow Dutch people, but uh, uh a friend of mine went live and he lives in front of uh, the, on the other side of the street, there's a coffee shop and they okay. said, the coffee shops at five o'clock or at six o'clock. Okay. And there was a line till the end of the street. I've, I've seen like, I've seen like a meme. I've seen yeah. like a meme comparing like the, the people in other countries, like running for pasta or like toilet paper. And then you have like people from, <laughs> yeah. the people um, from Holland, like. So they were closed. And then the next day they opened them again, but you can only get it now through, there's like a, a glass so you can okay. only it and you can only pay by pass, like pin. Um, so I think the whole weekend people were still kind of, like you just said, like, eh, it's whatever, it's just a flu. Okay. Until new stuff came and now, like I went, when did I went out? I don't know, I went like biking on the street and it was quiet. The whole city was dead at night. Like I went to Amsterdam and okay. completely like the city center where there's always people, even in the middle of the night, there's people walking around. Nobody. There was nobody. Yeah. It's no, the same here. It's two tourist people walking around. That's it. You know? So. Yeah. It's the same thing happened here. Like uh, from one day to another, like you couldn't hear anybody, no more cars, no more people around. But like, still, there are people going around to the supermarket. For example, this morning, I had like a little walk to pick up like a bunch of uh, pallets to building uh, my new box because just like oh, you yeah. were saying before, man, I'm super uh, tired to be here at home. Fortunately, yeah. I do have a garage, so I'm building my little box so I can skate it down there. And yeah, like on the line to the supermarket, they were like old people, but like beside, behind that, like besides that, there were, there were like nobody in the streets and the whole city were like super quiet and, and super chill, which is like in, in one hand pretty cool because you can like for the very first time of your life, you can really hear, you know, the sound of the nature and stuff like that. But in the other end, it like kind of uh, scared me because, you know, like it's kind of a creepy, you know, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a ghost town, you know, and it's funny because <laughs> uh, we've been actually taking advantage of it, as you can see in my stories. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to shamelessly promote my new video coming out soon, Hibernate 2. Um, Great, can't wait, man. We started it last year filming in the winter at night. And so this year is our second run and it's, 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 it's going to be great. It's almost finished. Um, but I was kind of finished with it. And then mm -hmm. uh, our, our lockdown happened and me and Randy from Batspang, uh, we, uh, like I said, I was biking through the city and the city was empty. And I started thinking about, hmm, maybe, uh, 
maybe we should go out and try to get a couple more clips. And, uh, <laughs> I was supposed to go film one part in Eindhoven. And every time I went to go, it started raining. And then I was supposed to go last Sunday. And then kind of like there were some threats about a completely lockdown because the south of Holland is where the mm -hmm. most contagious people are. So I was kind of like, hey, guys, I'm just not going to do it. So they started filming from themselves. Okay. They got clips. And then I was like, fuck it. Let's go go in Amsterdam. So uh, Pascal Tan, uh, we all know him as Tana, Tana Turn Up, Tana Letdown. He normally doesn't have time to skate because he's so busy with work. He works as a TV uh, presenter. He also kind of was out of a job. So he texted me. He was like, yo, can you skate? I'm like, well, let's go. And so the, for the last, this week, I've been out for four nights. Yesterday was the last night. And we skated so many spots that we normally could not skate because there's no. either or uh, just, if you've ever been to Amsterdam, downtown doesn't really have spots. But okay. Things if it's quiet, if there's no cars and bikes, you can maybe find little things. So we got a couple of things here and there. So made another section of that, and uh, I'm now waiting for the last clips of Eindhoven, and then our video is hopefully, hopefully dropping next week. Wow! Can't wait! I can't wait to see it. You know that yeah. I'm a big fan, so I can't, I can't wait to see. It. It's right here, man. It's it's right here. Look at that! Look at Shout that timeline. Eindhoven. Jimmy Vanilli, Money. Damn. Poon, so you, Dario, everybody you, here. Dude, you got like the the most uh, major productive crew from uh, from Holland. You got like uh, Reindhoven, Pat Sang, and uh, who we else? Got, uh, who else? Christian Delvino from New York. He's no in there. Way. What? We got Randy. We got uh, Derek Hell. He's from uh, San Diego. You man. Yeah, San Diego. All right, uh, all right. I know. We got Sam. We got Sebastian's roommate. We got Adam, from, uh, we got Marnix, who usually doesn't skate because he's a dad nowadays. He's always uh, he's a little bit busy. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, I got I got stuff here, man. I got stuff. Maybe I can, uh, can I show you something? Nah, I don't know. Just a little bit. Just, 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 just one. Just, just one clip. Just one clip. Come on, I mean, come on. Let's show I mean, you to us. Hold up, hold up. Let me see what I got. Oh. Look at that. Double park? Oh, the Yuto. Add That's you though, dude. And so you have. It doesn't move, man. Oh, look at that! Looks like a a picture all the about, time. That's about it. I can. All right. Sure. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So you have people from San Diego to Japan. You actually have like the whole world in one well, video. We film in the winter, and winter clash happens, of course. And there's always people staying with me before and after. Mm -hmm. Last year, I tried to get some clips of people. It just didn't work. And this year I got lucky that a couple of these people were around and then we got some night clips. Uh, and yeah, so we got some international plays in there. Great, great, great. There's you, a lot of people who saying hi to us. Yeah, I just saw, uh, I just right saw. here, Frank, uh, there's like Connor, Michael, Rene Olivo, big friend of mine, skateboarder, always love. Yeah, I just saw what friend of mine in here? I think he should leave because he's Jeremy. Not... Jeremy's here. <laughs> JP as well. Hi, what's up, JP? And um, and yeah, tell me something more about your your filming career. Like, since I've like I've, probably the very first time that I've met you was probably IMYT two thousand six. Can't really remember. 
or 2004, I don't know, can't really remember that. But like, since I ever met, I, I think like you, you've been doing it since probably 20 years more. Oh, I don't know exactly when I bought my first camera, but it was a um, high eight camera, Sony. If I see a picture of it, okay. I know exactly which one it is. Uh, we, in my city where I used to live, we had a store that, uh, mm -hmm. that would do a sale one time a year. They would do a grand sale for okay. everything. They had audio stuff, cameras. And there would be like a camera that would be, let's say a thousand bucks would be like 300 bucks. So the sale was huge. So okay. people would sleep in front of the door and you get a number. So me and my brother, we saw this camera because the week before they would put it in the store, in the window, and there were prices on it. So you can already see kind of what they were selling, like big flat screen TVs. Of course, back in the day, that was like a, nobody had that because I'm talking about the, the, the mid nineties now. Wow. That will go from like 2000 to 1000. So people were like, oh, I really want to have this. They will sleep in front of the door. So me and my brother, we saw this camera and uh, we're like, okay, we want this. And I think it was like 250 guilders back then. That was our currency back then. Okay. And uh, I think we were the third in line. And the other people in front of us, they went, one went for one went for uh, like a stereo back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Do people even know what tapes are? Or, <laughs> and uh, we got the camera and we started filming. Bought a fisheye for it. And uh, I think a year or two later, we did it again. And we bought a Sony. Uh, no, the first one was not a Hi8, it was Video8. And then the other one okay. was Hi8. Okay. Upgrade yourself. I think the fisheye that we had fitted on it, so it was perfect. And uh, I think it was like, I think it's 96. Wow. that we bought our first camera. Me, my family, too. Uh, my my um, my grandfather, my my dad's dad. He is uh, he used to be a cameraman for Dutch hmm. TV. But kind of oh, wow. with the, in the back of my head, camera stuff. So we just started skating and filming. And of course, you're an older skater too. Um, back in the day, DVDs were a thing. Video group was a thing. You had hoax. So you were really, now it's just edits online, but back in the day, videos will come out too. You always wanted to make a video with your friends. Yeah, want, yeah. Want to travel, make a section or, or a competition. So you kind of had a goal of making some stuff. So um, started doing that. I made a video, a VHS tape in 1999 called Concrete Jungle. Um, and that's kind of the, f not the first thing I actually worked on because there was a Dutch guy that made videos. Okay. And I helped him every time when he made a video, I helped him out with like either editing or whatever. I always been, I think every DVD and VHS that came out in the Netherlands, all of them, I had part in helping or filming. So great. always been around and it's, yeah, it, it's been a thing now. I mean, uh, it's laying next to me in my camera, you know, like, Cameras laying here, batteries, photo cameras. It's it's my life. My desk is a mess. Yeah, yeah. All, and, and I remember and, and it well camera. when I was there at your place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so amazing, amazing. And um, what else? Um, tell me something more about your concert life because from what I've seen, like you're all like 
mostly like you're spending a lot of time doing uh, um, security at the concert? Is, is that right? Or like you working? A lot of people, either they think I do security, I wish, mm. it would be a perfect job for me, <laughs> or they think I film at concerts. Yeah, that was my very first thought about it. Yeah, because a lot of people think because I'm, I'm filming with skating, they're like, oh, you film all those shows. I'm like, no, I did that once. I helped the guy out because he needed help with a second camera. Um, what I do, I started working with bands in the punk scene and I would go on tour with them, okay. sell their merch, help them carry the bug. If you go on tour with a punk band, you're in a small van and everybody's kind of doing everything. So everybody's mm -hmm. carrying stuff. You don't have a big crew. So I'm doing merch. I'm helping set up on stage, helping carrying everything back in. That's how it started rolling. And a really good friend of mine, he was tour manager for a band called 30 Seconds to Mars. The band, okay. Leto. And he, uh, he called me up one day. He's like, hey, uh, am I seeing you next week? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to come hang out. He's like, you want to make some money and work for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. Send you an email. And I got this list. And uh, in the beginning when I read it, I thought it was a little bit like security kind of wise for, for VIP stuff. So I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. I went there. The woman that I started working for, she explained me kind of what I was doing. Uh, so what they do is, like, if you're a famous artist, you do, well, not all of them, but a lot of them do because they make a little extra money with it. Uh, they do meet and greets or they have a special VIP spot on the side of the stage or whatever. And they sell tickets for it. So you have a meet and greet. You want to ask questions. You want to get on the picture with them. So you buy an extra ticket for X price, whatever. And uh, I make sure all that... Um, goes well. I set up a room with okay. chairs meet and greet, or if we have like a, a backdrop or we have some other stuff with Justin Timberlake, we had a, a, a game machine, we had a photo booth, we had all these kind of things. So for every artist, it's different. Justin Timberlake doesn't do meet and greet, but he has a whole VIP lounge with food mm -hmm. and drink. Uh, other bands, they do a full meet and greet. Uh, I make sure all those things happen. And then during some shows, uh, we also do stuff during the show. For example, with 30 Seconds of March, they throw balloons in the crowd. I make sure those balloons go in the crowd on, mm -hmm. a, on a song, all that stuff. So that's kind of what I do for the bands. And anything that can happen during a show, if they need my help, I'm kind of good with a lot of things. So I'm kind of like, oh, you need help with that? I'll help you with that. Even if it's not in my job description, you're, you're on tour with a whole crew and you try to help everybody out. So my my Awesome. My, my my job description is VIP manager and mm -hmm. you know and that's what I do. I do more stuff around it too. So But do you ever get any chance to be like uh, close with one of those uh people? Like I think Jared Little, you have like you did something with it, no? Like you you've been like kind of a friend or something like that? Or to be honest, I don't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a whole... All right, great, great. Uh, Nobody heard this. Didn't say that. No. Uh, <laughs> so I get close to them because I, I let them in the room and I put the drinks in front of their face. But they're so high up in a whole different life. You know, we're really, mm. we're skaters. We are punks. We are, you know, we're, we are really down to earth. These people are right there. They're suits far. <laughs> like I've been working for 30 seconds of March for six, seven years. He said only hi twice to me. It's not that I'm not recognizable i'm a tall blonde guy with a lot of tattoos you know i've yeah. been working <laughs> years 
but you know they don't they don't see that they only work with their close people with their personal managers and that's it the rest mm -hmm. is whatever i don't care when i work for Justin yeah. Timberlake, i would have loved to meet him because i really like him as an artist mm -hmm. i just saw times in the hallways when he was about to go on stage that's it you know i'm fine i don't i'm not a I get more excited when I see Arlo Eisenberg than any artist, you know. Dude, those dude. Those be the 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 my famous people. But the coolest thing is about those people; they're really down to earth and they're really easy and simple. So true, 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 true. So true. I'd rather have it like that. Yeah, great. But like, so you've been traveling a lot, I'm losing from like uh, Amsterdam to Paris <laughs> to the United States and stuff like that, huh? We're still here. Yeah, I am. What about you? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Yeah, I was saying like later. All right. Can you hear me right now? Yeah. All right. I was saying you've been traveling a lot lately. You've been to the United States several times actually. You've been like in Paris every month, I think, maybe more. And of course, you're traveling a lot through your country. And um. Do you find uh, uh, yeah? Do you find any differences between those three countries? And like, uh, is, is there any kind like between those three? Which one is your favorite one to skate and live and and uh, do other things? Um, I would never live in a, in in America. I go mm -hmm. there for skating because it's 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 kind of where it started, I guess. I don't know. It's, definitely different uh things about it but for us if you haven't i only started going to the stage really late uh, a lot of people went earlier in the years i never had the money for it so my first time going to the states for skating was 2011 and um then i went to the states a lot for music wise and not for skating mm -hmm. in the last couple of years mainly because of uh me started filming for adapt i got the opportunities to go to the States to film with the boys over there with Russell and Jayba. Um, and uh, I really like to go skate there. I wish sometimes we have more time, but it's hard mm -hmm. because it's expensive, you know, to stay at places or to live and everything. Um, California is perfect for skating. You've been there. The, the weather is really good. Spot-wise, you can get kicked a lot. Some of the things are really hard to skate. Uh, I think we definitely mm -hmm. got away with it. Last trip to San Diego, we got away with a lot of things during like school days. We skated schools really hard to do, uh, but we just yeah. European mentality. Just go for it. I really enjoy the the East Coast, like Philadelphia and New York. Mm -hmm. It has a way more European um, vibe, I guess. Um, I'm oh, talking about uh, uh, San Diego. I see uh, Logan uh, is uh, with us. Logan. He wants to stretch exactly. more, but it's expensive. Yeah, I think it's, it goes for both ways, you know? Like, if you're not true, from city, true. You don't know a lot of people there, you cannot stay somewhere. Um, the only thing that I've seen compared to the U.S., it's the fact that, like, uh, us in, here in Europe, we are lucky enough because, like, we have cities with a lot of spots, for example, Amsterdam. And then, like, in San Diego, if you need to go to skate from one spot to another, you first of all need a car. And yeah. then, like, from one spot to another, it could get you, like, two hours. And then yeah. you go there, you just put your skates on, and then the cops coming, and you just 
yeah. it's just a bus and you are fucking yeah. pissed because you drive for like two hours to get to the to that ditch within the ledge and then you just kick out right i think uh, europe has it definitely easier with either uh metros or dutch people with a bike um yeah that's why i like uh amsterdam is easy we have a bike um we just bike around. and uh, if you come visit me i'll get you a bike and we just bike from spot yeah. to spot uh, Paris, I have a bike there too, but not of all the boys have a bike there. Um, mm -hmm. I do over there, we just take the metro and we go to one area and we can kind of just skate around from spot to spot. Sometimes that can be hard, sometimes it's easy, so because some places have all the spots really close by. Um, I really love Paris for more than one reason. Before I even started dating my girlfriend, I used to go to Paris a lot. Um, uh, I don't know. Paris is really black and white. It's really beautiful. And then you go around the corner and it can be really ghetto. Um, me as a photographer, cameraman, skater, find those things really interesting because you have, like like I said, like a black and white, mm -hmm. dodgy, and it can be really pretty and gives you so much um, opportunities for skating, for filming, for taking pictures, for graffiti when I used to do that. Yeah, it's just really uh, interesting. And Paris, a lot of people, there's a there's a rich history of skating in Paris, but what a lot of people don't know is that Paris has million spots. There's so many little suburbs around Paris that are yeah. filled with crazy spots. And um, I'm filming a little project with Jeremy, for example, mm -hmm. uh, in Paris, and we've been filming for a year, and we've been like going to little areas and skate that, and then go to another area, and we've been like, even if I don't go often we plan already like two months ahead when i come we go to this area and find all these in these spots there's so many little things to skate there you can just man you can like barcelona is a mecca but paris is the unknown mecca of skating i think there's so much means so much stuff to do yeah 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 and jeremy he knows all of this all of oh, those spots yeah. right me and jeremy like, we've always been like sending pictures to each other and <laughs> and uh be like oh I want to go here. I was like, oh, I found this spot. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. I'm sick. Where? Like, you know, like, if I don't know it, he knows it or the other way around, you know? Great, great. And uh, as I can see here, Sam is here shouting yeah, out at you. He, uh, he, he doesn't like me too much. I think uh, <laughs> I, let him, I let him skate too hard yesterday. So he's pissed okay. off. Okay. You know? so. That is why it seems like a little bit pissed. And what about Adapt? Is there any up and coming uh, project with you and Adapt? We had a well, actually, Adrian Deck was supposed to come here today, but because of the whole virus, mm -hmm. he's in Switzerland, he is uh, not coming anymore. Because uh, I have a project with him running from last year, like his yearly profile, to say it like that. We were supposed to finish, okay. supposed to come for nine days and um, yeah, finish his wow. project, but that's now on hold. So, um, kind of every project that I had, because I had a really like a big project planned for may with a japanese skater that is also on hold you know all my mm -hmm. things are now on hold the only things i can do is see where it's going in the next week and see if i can film in the netherlands you know i cannot travel so it's uh yeah it's just waiting right now so for adapt there's yeah. all this stuff yeah. you know, we just released uh, a couple new skates so we're going to film with that you know we're going to see what we can do with that um mm -hmm. hopefully going to blading cup with adept this year 
see if we can get some stuff down there again. It's all, it's kind of like all in the, in the, in the, in the air right now. So yeah. Yeah. Plan, but with the whole virus, we cannot do too much now. So every. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing happened here. And what I'm guessing is uh, when are we going to be able to, you know, uh, going back to normal life because I, I'm afraid like this thing is going to be, it's going to take like a long time to, to get everything back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, shout out to Jayba. What's up Jayba? Hope everything is okay in Atlanta over there. No vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, shout out to Potspang. Yeah, they hear. What's up? What's up, family? And um, yeah, I would say that... we just have to wait. We just have to wait. And like, how it is a big virus. How is it going to affect people? I think just everybody's kind of needs to get sick, and hopefully not die, and then everybody get immune to it, and then we're fine, you know. But it's going to take a while. It's not going to be over in like two weeks, you know. It's going to yeah, true. This will affect us for the for. You know, this whole year will be affected by it. If not, like yeah. the whole year, of course, in quarantine. But I think the whole year, because also, I'm not only in the skating business, I'm also in the music business. All mm -hmm. my fans that work for bands are out of jobs. All shows got canceled. All festivals Damn. got canceled. Tours got canceled. So everybody's getting affected by this. My girlfriend is a tattoo artist. He cannot work right now. You know, like everybody, um, yeah, is is is. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky yeah, it's and it's a tough moment. Even if this is going to stop for us going outside again, we still have to get like recover from a lot of things, you know? Yeah, Plus, my yeah, girlfriend yeah. has a, has a uh, how do you say, beauty salon. Uh, she cannot work right now, and but she still has to pay rent. So, okay, then if this is over, then you have a debt, you know? So a lot of people have to work harder. You cannot work now, we're gonna have money problems. So yeah, I have a lot of problems for a lot of people and, and it's gonna have an after effect. That's the whole thing also, you know? But do you think that like the, the Dutch government is going to help like you guys? Because here- <laughs> My girlfriend started laughing. Uh, <laughs> the Dutch government is always kind of, uh, they always have like a little job with money here and there. Okay. Uh, uh there are a couple things um uh that i've been hearing the for example um people that are freelancing if you pay taxes so if you're official freelancer you pay tax and everything you can get some money eventually from mm -hmm. the government like i said okay. i don't watch too much news and all that stuff so i don't know all the specifics about it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's also just waiting you know like yeah, how, yeah, can yeah. You prove it? how can you prove how much money you make how much you're gonna get so yeah uh <laughs> my girlfriend says where's the government gonna find so much money that's also the thing you know like exactly it's like yeah, 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 set, yeah. but you always have to wait and see when that's and gonna see happen what is going on mm -mm. it's gonna be yeah, yeah it makes sense take a while, so. All right. Uh, then, with that being said, 30 minutes are passed. And uh, yeah, I would like to thank you for your time for this little talk uh, with you. It has been a pleasure. I'm uh, really looking forward to come up there to filming our stuff. And, um, and uh, well, yeah. To... We have a little while for that. So uh, as long as you don't keep on falling with your chewed up assets, then we're fine. 
So it's going to take a long ass time, man. It's going to take <laughs> a long ass time. Uh, yeah, tomorrow I do have like, a, as a, I would say, guest, uh, JP from Butter TV. So if you, right. if you have like some, uh, some free time around this time, um, we are going to talk about the same situation in New York. And, uh, and yeah, uh, stay safe, Kev. You and me, watch out for, wash your hands. Because like I was saying yesterday with Niels, I was the very first one who was underestimating those rules. So wash your hands, uh, try to stay away, which is hard and bad to say from the other people. But, uh, but yeah, just be safe. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to see you guys as soon as possible. And I send you some really big hugs. All right. Yeah. Thank you for uh, inviting me for this chat. No, and, no. Uh, yeah, I hope for you guys in Italy, it's going to be over quicker than, uh, than, than later because you're really in a lockdown, so that's kind of shitty. Um, you and your yeah. wife, uh, yeah, enjoy as much as possible your free time. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you soon. Definitely, definitely, Kev. So, so I'm going to say hi to everybody here, Logan, Frank, everybody in here, Jeremy and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, JP, what's up? Reto uh, is here. Switzerland is in the house. Everybody's in damn, the house. Damn, damn. Everybody, everybody. So thank you very much again, Kev. Big love. And uh, we're going to talk soon. Peace. See you later, buddy. Later. later. Thanks for listening to Blading Chats.